We back. Y'all know what it is. Podcast Monday. Every Monday, extracting that genie. This week, I got the mental health transformers on the line. We gonna be tackling that mental boy. Yeah, you heard me, the mental health transformers. It's an exclusive group featuring Joe Fletcher and Harry Durbitsky. I got them two gentlemen out of the six. I'm gonna put the link if you wanna check the group out, but we gonna be tapping into feelings, everything mental related. You don't wanna miss this one. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, world? We back with another From Hood to Good episode. Your boy Ronnie Jacks holding it down each and every day. Y'all know how we do. And today, I got something special lined up for you guys. Um, You know, a lot of the time, we focus on the physical. We do push-ups. You know, we run. We jog. We focus on the spiritual. We pray things of that nature, but one aspect that's really overlooked is the mental. And today I have some mental health transformers working on that transformation of mental health for you guys. You know, that's just important as the body, just important as the mind, well, the spirit. And yeah, we're going going to see if we can flex that mind muscle today. I got Joe Fletcher and Harry Dubitsky in the building. Happy to have these guys here, these two gentlemen, um, who are making changes on the mental. How are you guys feeling today? Yeah, great. Uh, sleepy, but great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 3 a.m. right now, so I had to wake up extra early because I believe this is just as important as anything in your life, you know, um, your well-being is just the mental. It's, it's, it's something that's really overlooked. So that's why I had to make sure I get to see you guys. Can you guys um share a little bit about what you guys do, why it's important, um, maybe a little background as to what made you go down this avenue? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Uh, we have... Uh, I wanted to create uh, something that isn't being offered in the world today. I wanted to be involved with showing the world what they're missing. Now, one of the things you mentioned, Ronnie, was this is about the mind. Well, we're talking about universal mind. So once again, we're into the spiritual reality of life. And and for I want your viewers to understand there aren't two minds. There's two, there's one, there's two uses of the same mind. So when your personal mind connects or gets plugged in to God, another, so mind, universal mind is just a psychological word for God. A different terminology, but the same basic understanding. And what, what that means is that in mental health, they're, they're looking at analyzing the thoughts people have getting them in from the past and diagnosing them with some kind of label. We're not doing that. All we're saying is when you connect to the universal energy of everything within yourself, you're not broken. You're never broken. You never will be broken. 
but you have thoughts. And those thoughts create illusions or impressions that you buy into or you don't buy into. And where does the healing come from? Well, it's just the same as what you were talking about before, Ronnie. The spiritual, that's where the healing comes from. And all the psychological stuff that they're doing, well, that's because they're lost, Ronnie. They don't know what they're doing. Now, so what happened was uh, I'm, I have never taken a psychology course, but I'm, and I've never been diagnosed with a mental illness. So obviously I'm preeminently qualified to lead this group. It's kind of like a joke, Ronnie. And right. uh, yeah, and, and, and within that context, I understood something the way the world operates. The world is lost in this area in mental health, totally lost. And within that context, I knew no one would listen to me. Even though I know what I'm talking about, even though I have an understanding of the truth that is beyond what the world is experiencing right now, no one will listen to me. But, and this is the key point, Ronnie, they will listen to stories of transformation, people coming from acute depression, acute anxiety, acute pain, acute fatigue, like Joe. And then they experience a transformational experience, and they're a different person, brand new set of eyes, not caught up in the label anymore, beyond the diagnosis of the idiots, excuse me, the experts of psychology. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Type of stuff. So the transform. So we have six people in the group. I'm the lead coach. Now, within that context, we're all teaching each other because none of us are broken. They're all experiencing the universal love of God. That universal love of God is another word for it is wisdom. They are accessing their own wisdom. And within their own wisdom, they're doctoring themselves. Just like you're doing, Ronnie. You were in a big hole. You figured a few things out. The hole disappeared. No big deal, really. That's the way we operate in life. We, we fall and we get up. Or we fall, we get diagnosed with a big problem, acute depression. Oh, my God, the acute depression. And within that, the, the psychiatrists and the psychologists are lost because they're studying behaviorism. Behaviorism is after the fact. Now, I've taught a lot of people, indigenous people, and they have a beautiful saying, first cause. You have to go to first cause. Depression. Paranoia, that's eighth trauma, that's eighth cause. You've got to get closer to the source. And what, what creates trauma? Oh, insecure thoughts. Oh, no, no, I thought it was past events. No, 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 no. Those are events that you experienced with an interpretation. Insecure interpretation insecure effects, insecure worry. P 
people come to me with anxiety or worry, I say, well, that should take about five minutes to solve because it's always the same source, Ronnie, thought. It's always mm-hmm. thought. And every person who comes to me, and I have clients in every continent in the world, every continent, and they all have the same problem. Do you know what it is, Ronnie? They what don't would that be? They don't like their thoughts. And they want to know how to control them so that doesn't eat them up alive. So the first thing you have to let them know is you can't control thoughts. If you don't think, you're dead. That's a scientific fact. So the thinking becomes a understanding rather than a controlling. See, Ronnie, you don't know what's right for you. Guess what? Either do I. But I can feel what's right for me. They, the difference? One's intellectual. I know. That's what we call ego. You know nothing but pretend you know something. And then there's feelings. Those come from God. They come from, they let you know. Bad thoughts, bad feelings. So here's Here's a common denominator. And I'm going to get Joe to tell this story a little bit because I'm not here. You know, I wanted Joe to express what he knows because you'll see that the person who has had the transformation is what you want to hear. You know, guy, guy who talks, you know, and has a few jokes and stuff. That's good entertainment. But let's hear the real stuff, the real transformation, not the stuff the world is talking about. But one of the absolute facts that every human being has to understand is that your feelings are not coming from outside circumstances. They're coming from your thoughts. You've got a negative thought. Guess what type of feeling you're going to have? Negative negative. feelings. Bingo! Mm -hmm. So every time you have a negative feeling, is it an outside circumstance or is it a negative thought? that you are expressing. It's the negative thought. And you know yourself, you've been in many situations. The guys with the bad attitude seem to get bad luck in whatever they touch. The people who complain all the time, talk only about negative stuff, they seem to always attract fear and insecurity and bad luck. Guys who have a good attitude seem to get lucky all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it happen way too times. I, I got a friend who always, man, I swear, I never played dice with this guy. <laughs> he never loses. So it's crazy that you say that. And I love how um, you you guys, it's, it's kind of like you're continuously learning. It's no just one end all be all one person i'm the leader of the group it's like you guys are all learning from each other i think that's um yeah that's that's incredibly different something i've never heard of and uh joe were you gonna were you gonna tap in and 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 say something i don't wanna i wanna take this time to really absorb as much information as as possible i mean my guy's here for me all the time so 
yeah, I would love you guys input and 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 just to absorb as much knowledge as we can if you if you were tapping in. Yeah, I mean, I was quite sick as a child with, um, as Harry said, um, chronic fatigue and pain. And so I missed a lot of school and that caused a lot of anxiety and um, say depression and that. And so I kind of went through life with that and kind of breathing that I was um, permanently sick and was told that by doctors and kind of had various treatments and then have a like mental health diagnosis. And then it was, I happened last year to discover a book that talked about thought. And then from that, I, can, I kind of had my first big realization that actually it was from the inside that I had this narrator all the time that was creating this story and that everybody goes through life creating a story through their narrator of everything and then putting judgments on that. And then they do that on themselves and then they'll create these negative stories. And then suddenly that was just a big kind of change for me that I could see that actually I wasn't a victim of life. I actually had this power within myself and that it was, I just didn't realize that, that I was creating it. And so it gave me so much hope that actually I could change. And there was always something, a new life and a new way. And then I happened to see Sydney Banks naming it. And so I checked him out because I just wanted to find more. And then it's when I watched one of his videos and he said, we all live in mental health and we don't realize it. And that we're spiritual beings living on our journey. I just suddenly had this massive shift in me and then, I could just see this whole new kind of life for myself and a whole new way of looking at myself. And then it was that way I could see then that I just wanted to see more and more. And so I read some of his books and then it was just that suddenly these positive feelings started coming out of me. And then I realized that actually they're always within us, these positive feelings. And even when we're kind of in our darkest moments, they're behind us. And it's kind of the feelings of appreciation, the feeling of love, the feeling of gratefulness, the feeling of compassion is who we truly are. And that's the feeling of God or the feeling of the universe. And actually, whatever our situation, it's always there behind us. It's always there in the silence. And then once we see the beauty of ourselves, we have that consciousness to like change thought into reality, into our reality and believe it's true. But that consciousness can also let us see through the illusion and the mist of our thoughts and our stories to who we really are. And it's the knowledge that that positive feeling, that great feeling of love is always within us. And it's always bringing us back and always healing us. And even in kind of when I'm suffering, it's still there. And I know it's there and it's always bubbling underneath. And then it'll bring me back. And then you've got the power of the universe, the power of mind, which is guiding everything back to that health. And knowing that actually whatever people have given you as a story, if you buy into that story, you become that. But that's not who you truly are. And your true self is that love. And it's always there. And that's why we're all kind of connected with each other. And everybody has that underneath. And that's when they say we're all the same. It's only physical. We're not. We're different. We're expressions. And there's beauty in that. But underneath, we all have that love. And it's there always waiting to be uncovered. And then once we touch that, then who we really are comes out again. And then we shine. And you can see it in people's faces when they just suddenly start shining. And then we have that connection. And you find other people. And then you naturally attract other people who are in that situation. Or people will wake up. When they say waking up, it's people realizing who they really are. And then their suffering comes when they forget who they are. And then they start covering it up again with the stories and that. But the stories are just stories and they're just there temporary. But the love and that's always permanent. And that's who we really are. And so what happens, Ronnie, when they when I come into the picture, they always, the, the people in the group all suffered from the same problem. They, they now had been exposed to the three principles as uncovered by Sidney Banks. They, they all had had a, an insight 
but they lacked the confidence in their own voice because everybody was telling them, loser, 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 loser. And I came along and said, you realize how beautiful you are? And Joe, who, who was at that time was just a million miles an hour with thoughts all over the place. He had all this incredible, he's very creative. He's really intelligent. But he, he had this image of himself from the past. And I said to him, that's not who you are. So when we started to do talks, he says, can we bring this psychiatrist? Can we? I said, no, Joe. We want, we're the strength of the show. Your voice is what people want. They don't want to hear, but, but he wants to give his power away. You see how people play that? Right. And, and when he took the power and saw who he is, and that he had his own inner confidence to express what he just expressed, of course, he had a big smile on his face because he wasn't giving his power away. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Man, it, it really sounds like entirely different, but it makes sense. That's and right. I'm, I'm loving the fact that, um, you, like the whole giving your power away concept. I think so many people look outward for the answers when a lot of the time the answers are inside. And I mean, Lord knows that that mental talk, which is something even I struggle with today. Um, you know, as far as even being nervous <laughs> before interviews, you know what I mean? Just just little things. I mean, of course, there's much larger things that are challenging. And as you, as you gentlemen are sharing your story, one thing I really think of that comes to mind is um, sometimes a lot of people wouldn't even want to address these things. I, I'm assuming it could be really emotional. Um, sometimes you can even break down and cry or, or shun away or, or maybe even a sense of denial. Like, what, what would you have for anyone who may feel like, man, I don't need this. I don't need this stuff. This is, you know what I mean? Well, it, see, it's really simple. Everybody who's suffering knows they want something to feel good. Everybody knows that. Whether they recognize it in, in what we're offering is, is up to them. But the, 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 the irony of it is, is that I'm not taking them into the past. I'm not taking them into their misery. I'm telling them, let's have a good time. Let's uncover how beautiful you are, not how sh shitty you are or what a loser you are. I want you to feel good. And when you feel good, you look at yourself totally different, Ronnie, totally different. You come in, people come in, you know, all bummed out. I had a lady paid me a fortune to teach, to help her with anxiety. It's a big word right now, Ronnie. Before it was stress, now it's anxiety. And I thought, well, whew, this is a nothing thing. So after two sessions, I said, how are you doing? She says, well, actually, I've had a fantastic week. I said, well, isn't that a lot better than anxiety? And she said, actually, that's right. I never thought about it. I forgot about my anxiety because I was feeling good. 
That's how simple it is. Once you feel good, your whole reality looks different. And then you come to the key point. Are you ready, Ronnie, for the key point? Well, that be yes, I'm ready. I'm ready as you can be. Okay, here's the key point. You have a good feeling, but you th you're a thinker. And if you start thinking about the things that you that cause you to feel bad, guess what you're going to create with that good feeling? Goodbye, good feeling, because you're thinking about your problems. See, the joke is you don't have to. You know, there was one time in the world where there were no wars, no, no problems from a moment in time. You know when it was? You, doesn't, you don't get it. was when the World Cup championship game was played. All the countries put the wars aside and watched this, 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 this game and this this event now when the game was over guess what happened they, they went, went back, back to fighting yeah. <laughs> but here's Ding, the right. they didn't have to they didn't have to you see it's thought all oh, right what was i doing uh, that caused me to feel miserable you see if you're if you're so when somebody comes to me and they say, oh, I love what you're saying. I, the feelings are fantastic. And then they start talking about the same problem they had when they entered into, the, into talking to me at first. They didn't get anything. They didn't get it. They didn't get that the most valuable thing in the world is a positive feeling. If you have a bummed out feeling, start planting positive feelings. Guess what will happen? Goodbye, bad feeling. That's the way it works. It's not a theory. It's just the way we function. We function from what we share. If we share lousy negative thoughts that create lousy negative feelings, we must feel that. And then we start to buy into what Joe is talking about. We start telling ourselves stories. We start buying into the story, which is more thought, which is creating more bad feeling. And then somebody comes around and tells them a joke and they start to laugh. They haven't laughed in two weeks. So they go, oh, does that feel good? Now, what are you going to do with that good feeling? You're going to throw it away? Give it away, your personal power? Or are you going to use your wisdom and decide that maybe I can sit in this feeling and see where it will take me? But you have to stop thinking. You can't get absorbed in who you are. Oh, I got money problems. My, my girlfriend didn't give me sex today and I really want it, you know, type of thing. You know, that's... She has that prerogative. You're not that fantastic, you know. But you know, it's just she can. She's free to do that. But if you want to get upset about it, good. Go ahead and waste your time. It's not going to impress her. 
And it certainly isn't going to make you feel good. Mm. So you don't. So your common sense kicks in. Oh, I don't want to go into creating a personal feeling that triggers all my bad habits. Is what happens when you go down, Ronnie? Hello, bad habits. What happens when you go into good feeling? Goodbye, bad habits. Which one do you want? You've been doing the one of them a lot. That's what Joe figured out. Joe understands, oh, I share good feelings. I feel good. Why is he why are we doing this show, Ronnie? What's the, where's our where's the benefit? Well, the benefit is by sharing good feelings, Joe feels good. Why are you doing this show? Because sharing good feelings makes you feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 it's something that comes to mind. Um, well, I believe that the mind has a just a, a crazy way of thinking. And I and I'm glad you're saying this because when you have I tend well, from my experience, I believe when you when you um have these negative thoughts your mind tends to search for ways to prove itself correct to prove the way you're feeling at the moment correct it, and when that happens it yes it definitely can create like this downward spiral to um <laughs> yeah you kind of like begin to just bathe in this and this just ocean of emotions whether it be good or bad then on the flip side yeah it, it does happen when when it's when it's good but um so like, just that just so let joe talk a bit about the joke what he just said just yes. give him a little song and dance yeah like you're saying you get caught in the mud and that and but the feelings are always there to kind of guide you back out again and they're always tugging on you and letting you know that you're getting caught in these stories of what you think the world is and it's just that you've lost sight of who you really are and when they say true self that the true self is the positive feelings and it's just kind of let when you get back into that silence and it drops away and you're back into the present moment and then you see the beauty of the world or you or i've just gone out and now and since the principles discovering this i can just go out and see the trees and so much more detail that i never realized was there and it's just like almost like you're walking through smoke or clouds in that when you're stuck in your mind and you're not seeing the world as it is you're just creating your own little idea of it to believe that it's true and then when you see through that and you see the light that everything is does have a beauty you get out of your own personal attachments to things because we love to attach and make everything personal and i've done that all the time and try to work out and try to prove things like i said and then saying it means something and put meaning on things because we love to put meaning on things and saying that yes this proves it's true when actually we've created that and then our mind sees it that way or our senses see it that way because that's the way we're thinking at that moment and that story whereas when we can just see that actually from that feeling and the wisdom comes to us and the wisdom comes wrapped in the positive feelings and that's when we know that we're experiencing wisdom and then like that it could just switch you again and you don't have to force it you just have to know and then it's always there and we always truly know that really that we really have that beyond the labels and beyond the concepts and beyond the feelings of um, the negative feelings and they're still the guide that are bringing us back to the positive feelings 
And it's just knowing that it's always there and it never leaves us, no matter how much we try to ignore it or forget it. And that's who we're always naturally going back to. And so then when we trust in that and we feel that ourselves, we don't have to worry about the other stuff. We can just let the other stuff go and say, that's just temporary clouds out here and they'll pass again and I'm back to who I really am. We, we don't, Ronnie, if you, I, I can see you're a guy who likes feelings. And basically the world is telling you, no, 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 intellectual is the way to go. And I'm saying to you, no, 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 intuitive is the way to go. Trust your feelings. You cannot go wrong. They're from God. Do you think um do you think there is some kind of balance? Because um I was, you know, I think that we need rain to appreciate the sun. So do you think there's a bit of a balance or is it all the way intuitive or all the way intellectual? Um, like what are your thoughts on on that? Some someone well, who would say we need that balance. Well, we, we need a a balance, but not the balance you're talking about. It's not a 50-50 thing. It, what it is, is the brain is a biological computer, which has your intellect. And you use your intellect. It's an understanding when you, should, when you use your intellect and when you use your intuitive feeling. If you want to remember what my name is, well, obviously, you're going to go into your biological computer. Because, you know, that's the way it works. That's what it's there for. But if you want to, you want to experience uh, love and, and creativity and originality, you can't go into the brain for that. You have to go before the brain. What powers the brain? The intuitive becomes the creative element in your life. Do you, when you have a problem, do you want to go into the past and something that, 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 or do you want to have an original thought? Well, original thought has to be in the intuitive realm. It's in, it's where you, that's where you connect into the universal wisdom of the universe. You connect to the love of who you are, you connect to that silence that allows your, you to ignore the noise of your ego mind. You see, mm. the problem is this thing doesn't shut up, but you just pay less attention to it because it doesn't have the answer. Now, most people don't know that. Joe knows that, though. Because he had, that's what freedom from all that acute fatigue and depression. It, he didn't find the answer in his brain. He found the answer before the brain. Mm. What powers the brain. So it depends what, what you're doing. If you're, if you're, if you're uh, needing something that needs a, a, a rote or regimented process well the brain is good for that it has a good memory it has, it has good uh, you know but if you're looking for what 
eight, 90% of the time that you're looking for, which is every moment is a creative moment. Every moment you can change your mind. Every moment you can experience happiness and contentment. Why not do that by understanding you won't find that in the ego mind? You will not find that. But the world doesn't know that. But the joke is, Ronnie, you do. But you right. just don't trust it enough. You, keep, you know I'm saying the truth. I can see it. But you, you say, but everybody's saying something different. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, man. It, it sounds like you gentlemen are doing some groundbreaking work or just even tapping into something that, um, because I, I've, I've read somewhere that um, we look at 500 years ago and we say, oh, those guys were crazy. They thought the earth was flat. And That's 500, right. 500 years from now, they're going to look back and say, oh, man, these guys, they were thinking that um, this trauma and everything, like the whole psychology solutions and everything came from the wrong place. And, and, you know, just, I just, I just think it's groundbreaking that the, that the direction you guys are moving and I'm, I'm proud of it. If you wouldn't mind sharing, um, what are some like practical steps for someone who says, oh, you know, this is, I would like to know more, like what are some first steps, even at they, or maybe some practices or something that they can try in their home or even with your group? Like, what are some of the first steps you think people should take to begin um, searching for these solutions? Well, the first, you have, you could start by reading truth, <laughs> you know, instead of looking. So, and we're, we're recommending uh, material by Sidney Banks because he was my teacher and Joe didn't know him, but he's also Joe's teacher. So he uncovered the spiritual trinity of, psychology. Christ uncovered the religious trinity of the world. But what Sidney Banks uncovered, the three principles of psychology, spiritual principles. So read beautiful stuff. My fourth book, Evolution of Addiction Recovery Reopened, I'd recommend that if you want to get into a deeper understanding of you, your little mind and God's mind. And in this book, Addiction, now remember, I've never taken a psychology course and I've never been addicted. This is my fourth, second book. Here's my other book. Oh, book one and book two. Obviously, I don't, you know, must have had a few ideas about it. In this book, too, addiction is a metaphor, Ronnie, for alleviating human suffering. The same answer to get rid of addiction is the same answer to get rid of depression, which is the same answer to get rid of uh, anxiety, which is the same answer to get rid of violence, which is the same answer as to, uh, to bringing peace on earth. As people raise their level of consciousness, guess what happens? And I'm going to prove it to you. 
we have one of the members of our group who has a PhD in physics. And he said this story. If you have a P at one end of the world and a P at the other end of the world, when, when that one P moves, it affects the other P. That's scientific. That's not an opinion. Every time Ronnie Jack shares love with himself or another human being, he's changing the level of consciousness of the whole world. That's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, yeah, if, that's, that's really cool. Now imagine if we add Joe to the equation and he is bummed out, fatigued, and all of a sudden he sees what he's talking about. He's raising the level of consciousness of the world. And you say, well, why doesn't the world change? Well, we need a few more Joes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so yeah, you, yeah. So you can so read Sydney Banks or read my book. Go to my website. There's there's it's called acttraining.biz. Maybe you could put it on when you post it. And in it, there's a there's different buttons, and there's a button, there's lots of stuff. I'm I'm an old fart, so obviously I've done a lot of stuff. So there's a button called mental health transformations, which is and it takes you to the subset of our group and what we're doing. You realize something, Ronnie? I didn't create the group. Spirit created the group. Can you can you tell us a little more about that? Like how? Yeah, because that was I was wondering how did the group come about? Like was it just well, um, can, the you, law of attraction, something like that? Yeah, deeper than law of attraction, but has that aspect of it. It's thought, spirit. So I had John. This guy was had an enormous amount of spiritual wisdom. Of course, he was diagnosed with all the acute depressions and, and anxieties and been in the mental health hospitals and all the on drugs and all this stuff. But he could really soar. And one day I said to him, Do you realize how beautiful you are? And he experienced it. Oh. I didn't know we had a group then, but that was the start. Then another guy came in. So I brought them together and they started sharing. Then I saw Joe. Real, real speedball all over the place. And I was doing a show. See, I have a good ear. There, there, was, a, there was a show, uh, a movie, Peter O'Toole. And in this movie, Peter O'Toole could hear the perfect note with his, he just could. And except, and he was a drunk, but he was, had this talent and he wanted a drink. So he went into this pub and it was this raunchy, terrible music. And, and he's there and he's good, but he wanted to drink. So he's drinking, here's this connoisseur of the greatest sounds in the universe listening. And this woman, this really a greaser woman hits a perfect note. 
boy, he heard it right away. She sure didn't look like she could hit the perfect note. She certainly didn't have any, Joe was like that. He sure looked like he couldn't hit a good note if it, if it hit him on the head, if it, if he, but he, but he did, he hit the note. And I went, hmm, this guy hit the note. So I said, come into our group. And immediately our group changed. You see, each person that comes in brings a dynamic spirit, but not the common, same sounding like everybody else. Unique, special. And Joe came in with lots of questions, not five or 10, maybe 50,000 questions, you know, type of thing. That was Joe. And, you know, and immediately he says, oh, I've got a group. A suffix, uh, no, not this, a group, uh, a, a mental health group. They we could talk there. So I says, oh, we, we've got a thing happening. And then three more I heard. Boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden we had six. So I invite them in. They have a few qualities. You'll understand the first one. They must be able to soar with the eagles. They must be spiritual in their desire to experience life. I don't want someone who fixes their problem and they're happy with that. I want people who can soar. You know why? Because I don't like those other group of people because I'm better with people who soar. So I made it a prerequisite. You can feel Joe the pain in the ass, but he can soar. He's in the group. He can soar. And he does soar. And he does contribute. And he does change the composition. And we've really had a lot of fun working together. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? You better say yes, or else you're out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Joe, any, any words, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's all in the feeling. And you know by the feeling and when you're with the people, with the feeling, and you connect, and then the feeling comes within you. And then you hear the wise words of others, and then it awakens it within you. And then as you rise and they rise and you rise together. And yeah, it's just kind of what you go through life and the suffering and that it all brings you to it. And it's all kind of part of your journey. And then it all kind of makes it worthwhile, really. And you see that actually it was all guiding you there. And it was all the lesson to get you there, to be there at the right point. And then when you're ready, you find it and you find the right people. And then that's when you connect. And our group is everyone is amazing. Amazing. So we, we, you know, they start sharing. Everybody says, "Ooh, you know, like we're learning from each other." Right, right, yeah. I, 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 it sounds, it sounds beautiful. I think, um, it sounds like uh, you putting, you know, tenors with the altos, the sopranos. You guys are just coming together and elevating each other, and I think that's that's really amazing. That's something that you really don't see a lot of too much nowadays. So, um. I also find that, you know, with the with the social media thing and everything, some people will try something out if it 
if it's if it doesn't happen on the first time, <laughs> they're like, it's it's not gonna work. Like, what is a um a realistic time frame that someone can expect change, or is this just like a on, you know? Well, Maybe it, that doesn't it, make it much it's, sense. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that it, I, it's definitely all going on. I would say yeah, that it's insight based. So there's no a person can come in being totally bummed out, and I can be at say this level of consciousness. And let's say Ronnie Jacks is here and he has an insight. Well, there's no guidelines because Ronnie Jackson can can jump ahead of Harry Derbitsky. And some of my clients do. I love it. You know why? Because then I can go up the elevator with them. So it it's the the reality is you you are stuck in this world and then you experience an insight that's insight takes you jumps the boundary of time space and matter and all of a sudden you see what joe's talking about your true self so the question is there is no time and as I mentioned to you, this lady who paid me this exorbitant amount of money for anxiety had it solved with, she bought 10 sessions. But the reality is she only needed an hour and she already figured it out. She started to have a good time. So when do people grow into more understanding? You can't get it intellectually. So you give up your intellect and you go more towards wisdom. When do you access your wisdom? Must be through a positive feeling. When you start to see that's the way it works. You see, we're not telling you something that isn't true. You know it's true, Ronnie. I've, I've had confirmation, yes, indeed. I have had confirmation. Yeah, so, so, that, yes. so, so, and you also know you're a baby. I'm a baby. Joe's a baby. This thing is understanding how the universe works is, is, is never ending. You never get on top of it. The intellect always wants to get on top of it. You got to give that up, guys. You got to get comfortable with not knowing. And how do you get comfortable with not knowing? You have a, a connected feeling inside yourself. It has to be real, Ronnie. Can't be a good idea. It can't be I believe. It has to be alive. And I'll tell you something, when it's alive, nobody in the world can take it away from you. They can try and they will, because the bullshit in the world is enormous. Right. But this it requires two two people to agree, them and you. If you don't play, it's not there. It's like a fight takes two people to fight. I don't care what anyone says. If you decide you're not going to fight, 
There's no fight, Ronnie. It's the same way with truth. They'll try, Ronnie, to take you away. Oh, you're this color and you're that thing and you're... You know that's bullshit. No offense, excuse the expression, but... No, you're good. From hood to good, baby. <laughs> Green yeah, light. It, it's nonsense. Nobody can take that away from you unless you give it up. And you've been giving it up and giving it up and giving it up. Because the world is telling you. It's like I had a business and I, I read what the bank wanted to, me to give them so that I could get a loan. So I did it. I went to the bank, did all they said, and they said, no. I says, oh, it doesn't work like that, does it? You do what the bank says and you get, no, only the rich people get the loans. Yeah, but you're not rich. You're poor. That's why you're there at the bank. So you figure it out. You figure, oh, they want a story. Oh, well, I'll give them a story. And they go, oh, approved. You go, oh, that's how it works. That's how life is, guys. It's not the way they're writing in books. It turns out there's only one Ronnie Jackson. Only one. He's unique. Nobody's got your skill set. And I'm teaching you that God has given you gifts. Open up to them. Walk, wake up to those gifts. And they make you special. Joe has gifts. He's opened up to his gifts. Begrudgingly, sometimes I have to kick him in the bum, but that's the way it is. You know, I say, bend down, Joe. He says, what, what, what? Oh, ouch, that hurt. You know, but that's, <laughs> that's the way it is, you know. But then he says, oh, I've got a gift. Ah, all I have to do is use it. And we have mystical gifts, Ronnie, not just that intellectual bullshit that the world is preaching. And then not this color stuff that is a waste of time. You know, come on, we're human beings, period. Do you know what truth gives you, Ronnie? It just makes you a better human being. That's all. That's all I want to be. I want to be a better human being than I was 10 years ago. I want to know more about personal love. I want to help people. I want to feel good. But I don't want to be aggressive and, and, and get a bunch of power and status and people be afraid of me. What's, what's that? That's loser material. I want, I want people to see me as a gentle, kind human being who has a bit of wisdom and a big mouth that has bad jokes. <laughs> Oh, man, yo, we are having a good time here. Um, approaching <laughs> that hour. <laughs> um, Harry and Joe, like, this question is for both of you guys. Is there any way, um, I, I know you guys have the website to connect with you, but um, is there any way, you know, to find you online? Are you guys on Instagram, any kind of social media or something, just so people could begin just, that, just that go connection? To, I, I, I'm and tons of stuff, but um, just go to my website, 
it, it's, it, it has all the connections to our YouTube channel. We have YouTube channel, our talks, like this talk we might put on the YouTube channel. We have, we have tons of stuff. I have zillions of stuff. Now, I want, I want you to understand one thing. In, when I was 27 years old, I had a spiritual experience, which, which came about by being a student of Sydney Bank. But I had an exp spiritual experience of oneness. But the only problem I had was it wasn't until 69 where I realized it. I realized it when I was 27, but I had thoughts. And at 69, so up to 69, my life was all over the place. Wasn't working out. Da, 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 dee, da, da, da. I was having a good time because I'm that type of guy. I have a good attitude. And life is spiritual. So if it messes up, so what? It's spiritual. And I, I took it in with them. But at 69, all the stuff that I'm doing started. So everybody's retiring, and I'm just started. Because there's no time, Ronnie, unless you believe it. So at 69, I've never worked with the addicted. Oh, two books. Guy phones me up. Oh, Harry, uh, I'm working on Maine and Hastings. I live in Vancouver. That's the biggest homeless addicted area in, in North America. Uh, uh, I got offered another job. I have a little itsy bitsy contract working with with people coming off the street in recovery. Could you could you take it over? Well, I was at that point. I was very happy and content, but I wasn't doing much. So I said okay, and I took it. Took it exploded. It exploded, and all of a sudden, a guy heard. Oh. My relationship to God, I always wanted to know that. I see it. So he went from the recovery center to the rehab home. Well, now I had two projects because, of course, they liked what he was talking about. And on and on and on it goes. And it's the same thing with mental health. The only thing different between mental health and addiction is, Ronnie, the only difference is the story you tell yourself. That's, yeah. all, that's all the difference. Yeah. That's all the differences. You want to believe your story? You're diseased for the rest of your life. Because AA has a whole 5% success rate. Well, I got news for you, Ronnie. I could pick my nose and get a 5% success rate. That's what their success rate is. It's a disease. Oh, Bill W. didn't say it was a disease. They came up with it because everyone was getting thrown in jail. And, of course, nothing was happening. So with the disease title, they could get treated instead of thrown in jail. But, of course, you know, in the States, they throw away the key anyway. So, that's you know, that's a whole different story. Mental health, the same thing. The only difference between addiction and mental health is right now the world is curious. They see the pharmaceuticals has just created an opiate crisis. Didn't really, it's not helping people. 
It just created an addiction crisis. People are on mental health and they're diagnosed for the rest of their life and it takes away all their personal power. And then someone like Joe sees, what did you see, Joe? Like, like I said, see that behind it all, we are still healthy. We are still whole and pure and that we're kind of stuck in a temporary mirage of the story or the label, but that's not who we really are. That's just where we are at that moment. And that the hope is always there and that every single person has that within them and no one's different from anyone else. We just believe we are. And it's not the truth. The truth is that we are all beautiful and we are all part of the universe and part of the one and that we can all get there again. And the power is in within us once we see it. And it's just that knowing and just the unlocking and the every little bit of realization or insight is another key that gets you there. And knowing that actually what the world tells you isn't the truth. What the truth is, is what's within you and to trust what's within you and see what's within you, not what's outside. That's it. That's it, Ronnie. And you already know that. So we're not well, even telling you anything. Right. Right. You know it. You know it. And, and yeah, intrinsically, no doubt. I always, <laughs> yeah, which you, especially the part about um, just being a good, a good person. I think um, like minds just need to connect and, and yeah, that that's, that's just the beginning. And, you know, I want to thank you guys for coming up here today, sharing um, for the listeners, man, this group has a unique offering of those suffering from, you know, those health struggles and just there's the strength of offering is the fruit on the tree. That's, that's what, um, one of the quotes that they have on their website. And I encourage you guys, I'll drop that in the show links, Harry and Joe. Thank you guys so much for your time. And I have one question, one last question. I like to always end it off on a, a fun note. You, it's, it's funny, Harry, you mentioned uh, like my, my, my personality. You must have kind of just picked that up in the beginning. But um, we like to end it on a fun note. So I got one last question I asked all my guests. Um, what do you do for fun? Joe, you could, you could go first. And we'll tap in on Harry and, and see, see what he does. Well, I mean, I like to listen to music and I play in a band, so I do that. And just going for walks, really, and seeing nature and seeing the beauty in nature. And then just when you, you kind of let that personal mind drop away and then you can just look at something and see it anew and see a unique expression of God in everything. And it's just being out there in the world and seeing the world and seeing your part in it and how you are connected with it. And then just feeling that great feeling that comes from it. Yeah. Love it, love it. And for me, um, well, I'm almost 75. We'll be, I, I, I love playing tennis because, and I play my son who's 34. He's fast as nails, but we still pretty close. So I don't, I like what that gives me. It, 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 it relieves my stress. It takes my mind into the supernatural. And I'm an athlete. So, of course, I love that type of stuff. 
But I'm going to answer the question a different way. I have a motto in M-O-T-T-O, motto in life, Ronnie. If it ain't fun, I'm not doing it. So it's all fun. It's all fun. Honest. I do not do anything that is not fun. People offered me stuff. No way I get into it. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. What's the point? What's the point? I might as well have fun. And people say, well, you did everything wrong, Harry. Yeah, but it worked out. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Guys, I'm going to drop this website on the um, show notes. Check them out. Definitely worth checking out. Expand your mind. Begin to grow. Begin to take some steps necessary um, for your own mental healing, not just one aspect that you're used to hearing. Um, I believe these gentlemen are approaching something that may potentially change the world, you know, and I'm, and I'm loving it. And... From hood to good. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Fletcher, Harry Drabitsky, Mental Health Transformations. Do check them out. I left the link in the show notes for you guys. Make it real simple. Y'all know how we do. You know what I mean? Yo, hit us up on that IG, From Hood to Good. Tell me what you liked about the episode, your takeaways. We gonna chop it up. From hood to good, baby.